Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey there, welcome back to Private Club Radio. I'm so excited you're here. I've got one of the sexiest guests I've ever had on. No, I'm not a creep. I'm actually talking about my wife. I'm going to bring her on for the first time. I've never had anyone so close to me on as a guest. But really, Anna brings a ton of value because she's going to help us deal with stress, how we can recognize stress, how we can manage our stress, and how we can build better relationships, not only with our significant others, but with folks that we work with, our coworkers and members and others that we interact with. She has so many great tips. She is a wealth of information. And I think it's going to be really a treat for you guys to hear what she has to say today. So I'm going to get right into it now. My guest today is Anna Aloisi. She's the author of Reinvent Your Relationship. If you recognize the last name, it's because she's actually my wife. Anna Aloisi is a Marine. She spent four years in the Marine Corps. She's a mom of two wonderful sons. She's originally from Ecuador in South America. And her business here in Tampa is called Come Get Help, where she helps folks build lifelong lasting relationships. Anna, welcome to Private Club Radio. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So a topic that comes up quite a bit in the golf and private club world is stress. Managers and people of all positions experience stress at a really high level in the private club world because member expectations are often extremely high. So I'd love to talk to you a little bit about stress relieving tips, how you can actually take a break during your day and and kind of focus and talk about how we can actually de-stress in our relationships. So why don't we start off with just just basic stress and some of the causes of stress? Sure. Um, You know, I I think stress is something we all deal with on a regular basis. We definitely live in an on-demand world and we're constantly uh, feeling pressure about performing in so many areas of our lives, whether it's at work, at home, uh, with our partner, with our children, so many responsibilities. So I really think this is something that we all struggle at some level or another. But, you know, some of us had experiences from the past, maybe learned from our parents growing up how to deal with stress or conflict in a maybe a more positive way than others. And I say that, you know, for the most part, the majority of people don't have the greatest models or role models on how to deal with stress. So we're just going to do what we learn. The problem with that is that stress actually affects us individually in so many different ways. You know, a lot of people can develop anxiety disorders as a result of stress. Some people can't sleep. They have insomnia, so they have to take sleeping pills because stress just gets to be so much that affects their ability to sleep. Some people can develop high blood pressure and then also have to take medications for life, you know, for high blood pressure. And basically also affects our immune system. So our it's likely that we're going to be um, sicker. We're going to, you know, pick up bugs here and there. So really stress has a lot of influence in our everyday life if we really think about it. So um, what most people have learned to do, I think, um, you know, over our poor role models, um, it's a lot of times overeat. You know, a lot of people overeat due to stress. You know, if we um, are feeling stressed, maybe we got all these desires to eat our favorite foods or like, let me just eat something delicious. So I forget about (laughs) stress because ultimately it works, you know, like if you're eating something delicious, 
you're not going to be thinking about what's stressing you. So for that moment, you have this little mental vacation that you forget about anything because you're eating something delicious. But that works equally with like smoking cigarettes or abusing drugs and alcohol. And things can get dangerous if you go down those routes. But this is a very common thing. Like a lot of people don't just don't know how to deal with stress. So it is so important that we learn healthy coping skills to deal with stress. Because again, this is something that we all deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, so... That's great in in order to recognize the stress. So if you find yourself overeating, if you find yourself chain smoking like I used to do, I actually used to be a smoker up until we had our kids, or if you're uh, drinking too much, which happens a lot in 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 the club industry, and it's really something that doesn't get talked about. But if you go to a lot of these conferences and if you're hanging out the bar at these hotels after hours, there's a lot of people drinking. And I've been there myself a few times, not necessarily because I was stressed, but I was doing a little bit of networking. But it happens a lot. And so just right. recognizing that that's a problem well, is important. And, and part of the problem is that, you know, these things uh, are done, you know, in a very short term basis. It's like, okay, I'm going to go smoke the cigarette real quick or like I'm going to go just have a drink. But these uh, behaviors tend to become habit forming and our body becomes dependent on them. So it's kind of like a double edged sword. Yes, you know, it helps. It works for a little bit, but then it becomes addictive. Yeah. So once we learn to recognize these behaviors and, and what's really at the root cause of it, how do we go about approaching that and, and, and changing our stress level? Well, I think the most important thing is recognizing and identifying what is absolutely the source of stress. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of times it's so easy to say, oh, it's just work. Well, but what about work? You know, like everything about work cannot be stressful. What are those areas from work that are the most stressful, right? Is it having a difficult supervisor? Is it maybe dealing with customers? Is it an angry customer? I mean, there are specific things that you can identify that are going to be the root of your stress. And I think that once you can identify specifically what those things are, you can then prepare to deal with them in a more healthy and effective way to maybe get rid of them if possible, but if not, to work around them for sure. So I would say identifying what the sources of your stress are is a very important. And you can do that simply by just you know, observing and paying attention and write things down. I think writing things down is very important because it's so easy to forget sometimes, you know, like I forget about things all the time. So writing things down is very important so then we can plan and prepare. As we're identifying the stressor, it's it's helpful that we have a plan and that we can have healthy responses, like prepare with healthy responses for how to deal with those. And sometimes if we can just maybe play the scenario in our head and say, okay, how am I going to deal with this difficult situation? I mean, that by itself could be that easy that you can, you know, just by preparing and having a plan, it's going to be less anxiety producing for sure. But taking care of yourself on a regular basis is, I think, the best way of prepared to deal with stress. Eating healthy, exercising, make sure you you get enough sleep, and engaging in in your hobbies, the things that you like to do, the things that give you pleasure in life. I think that is so easy when we're very stressed not to do the things that we like, right? Like, oh, I'm going to just do that in the weekend or I'll just do it when I get a chance. Well, what I'm saying is that that is such an intricate part of keeping yourself healthy is creating time for doing the things that you love to do that give you pleasure, your hobbies, things that you get joy from. Because 
if we just sit around and wait for for us to have time to do that, who knows when the next thing that's going to happen? It could be a month. It could be two months. But let me play devil's advocate here because a lot of managers out there and, and other people working in private clubs, they don't know what's coming at them. So, you know, they might end up having to work a 14 hour day or a 16 hour day or, you know, holidays get in the way and, and other things where they feel like they don't have time to really take time out for themselves. So what would be your answer to that? I would say you have to make time for yourself. So if you're listening to this show, I want you to take a moment and pull out your phone and look at your calendar and schedule time, whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, however long you have, ideally before work. That way, that's something that you can do a guarantee. You don't have to kind of rely on what could happen at work that day. But to take time for yourself, you know, it doesn't have to be a long, it could be, it could be 10 minutes to meditate, just sit quietly, to take a walk, exercise, whatever works for you, whatever can help you feel relaxed. I want you to take that time and take it seriously. This is your opportunity. You know, how long are you going to continue making excuses for not taking time, time for yourself? Yeah. Sometimes you just have to force yourself to actually get things accomplished and to not let email control your life. Because I think email is a huge burden on so many people, especially in the business world. Most of us get probably a hundred plus emails a day and that's on a low end after all the spam gets filtered. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did, I'll just, I'll just share with folks. I just did it yesterday. In fact, it was a tip from some of my friends, but it's called email arbitrage where I actually have my assistant who is opening all my emails and prioritizing them for me. So there's a high priority folder, a medium priority folder, which is stuff I can get to a little later. And there's a very low priority, which is either stuff I don't have to answer or stuff I don't have to deal with until I really have a lot of time on my hands. And even just in the day and a half we've been doing this, uh, it's really helped me manage my own time. And I'm really looking forward to doing that while I'm away this summer on a little bit of a sabbatical with you and the kids down in Ecuador. So that, you know, that's, that's one tip. I think another tip, we've had a productivity expert on this show. His name is Nick Snap. And I invite listeners to go back to Nick's episode and listen to some of his productivity tips. One of those being to check your email at certain times of the day only. So to kind of schedule it onto your calendar that you're going to check email between maybe 8, 30 and 9. And then maybe you're going to check it in the in the middle of the afternoon at 1 o'clock to 1.30. And then you're going to check it at the end of the day before you leave. And I think just managing it that way can really help folks really de-stress at least the email, which becomes such a burden. Right. I mean, those are examples of boundary settings. You know, the one was like a software platform that can help you. I mean, if you don't have the self-control to do it, right? If you And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, you know, if you have a hard time... <laughs> <laughs> making a commitment with yourself, you know, seeking help from software or maybe an assistant or a secretary or or something like that, you know, ultimately is to just make yourself accountable in another way than just your own commitment with yourself. So, I mean, there are other options out there like email filters or like, you know, use, use the people that already work for you to help you out. I mean, I would say a lot of um, individuals might be in a position where they do have the resources, where they do have other employees that might be able to help them. But a big part of setting boundaries is also learning to say no. Yeah, totally. And I think that, you know, in the service industry, especially, right, the customer 
customers are so important. Well, the customer is your boss. <laughs> uh, and, and it's it's it can be a challenge to say no. But I, I think that it's also important to learn that, you know, sometimes you have to choose your self-respect and yourself. And, and are there going to be consequences? Maybe, maybe. But ultimately, establishing boundaries is going to be an extreme extremely important part of alleviating your stress, but also just keeping your stress manageable overall. Because again, we all have stress that we deal with. And you know, some of it is very manageable. We deal with it, we get used to deal with it. But if it becomes overwhelming, I'm talking about overwhelming stress, you know, you can't sleep, you're overeating, you're drinking, you're you're using um, maybe drugs, which I hope that <laughs> no one's using drugs. But I mean, it happens, you know, you, you want to be able to disconnect and this might be the only way that you have learned how to do. So sure. learning to say no can be a very challenging thing, especially in this industry, but sometimes you have to choose yourself. Right. Now, the other the other problem that happens a lot, at least in the private club world, is the stress of moving and kind of picking up your family and uprooting yourself. So I always find it amazing that the average tenure of a general manager in the private club industry is two and a half years. And people are moving across the country because there's limited jobs. So how do you manage that stress that that puts on a relationship, either your wife or your husband or your children? How would you give us some tips about that? Well, first, we have to recognize that moving is one of the most stressful things. There's so many layers about moving that are stressful within themselves. I mean, just doing something new, it's stressful having to learn a new system, having to adapt to a new way of life. You know, sometimes that might be like uh, weather changes, you know, different neighborhoods, different different um, areas of the city that you might be moving. So anything that is new it will automatically be stressful. So I think that just the newness of moving is stressful for itself, but also everyone gets stressed, you know. Uh, The partner gets stressed, the kids get stressed, everyone is going through all these changes. So I think that in a perfect world, if it is possible to schedule some time off either before or after the move will help kind of relieve some of that stress. But having healthy relationships with your family, it's also, I would say, a very important part of stress managing because we need stability in our life, right? And if our work is the main source of stress, we can at least go home and feel relaxed and feel calm and welcome in an environment, right? That we we can allow ourselves to this stress or just be calm. But if there is stress in our relationships, you know, if things are in conflict at home constantly, then how are you going to have time to feel safe or to feel welcome somewhere? You know, where is going to be the stability? So having healthy relationships is very important as part of this stress management. All right. So can you share with, uh, with us some tips on, on how to communicate better with your spouse, with your team, with others in your life that are close to you? Um, I would say the number one thing with communication is avoid making assumptions. I think a lot of times assumptions are the things that get us in trouble. Um, we are thinking or we're feeling something and we assume that our partner or our kids know exactly what we're saying or we're feeling. And that might not be the case Um, or vice versa. We think that our partner or kids are are thinking or feeling or their intentions are coming from a specific uh, point of view. And that might be very mistaken. So I think that avoiding making assumptions and asking questions, clarifying to make sure that, you know, what you message you think you're getting is correct can save you a lot of conflict i think you know just avoid making assumptions altogether and take the time to make an extra question you know are are, are you sure 
I think this is what you're trying to say. Am I getting this right? Just a simple question like that could save you a lot of trouble and conflict. Think about how many times you assume that someone said something and you think that they're saying it because and then fill in the blank. You already know exactly why they're doing it. And the truth is that you're probably mistaken. You don't know why people do what they do. You think you know. I think we all think we know at some point or another. But take that extra step and give the other person the benefit of the doubt to explain where they're coming from. That way, less conflict can be um, dealt with. Yeah, that's that's a great advice. So one thing I know you and I struggle with is that we are, we're on very opposite schedules, right? So I work during the day, you watch the kids, and then we flip flop at night. You go to you go and do your thing. You work with your patients, and I'm home with the kids. And a lot of people probably can relate to that scenario. Do you have any ways that people could manage that sort of two ships passing in the night scenario? Any stories you could tell us? Well, um, absolutely. I think that, you know, having opposite schedules is a very difficult thing. One of the most difficult things actually to deal with. I mean, aside from from traveling for work, which is another big struggle that we have. But I think that this is the, what I was talking about earlier about like, you know, creating time for for uh, pleasurable experiences, for joy. I mean, it's so important that if you are not spending a lot of time with your partner on a daily basis, that you create time to spend time with them, you know, like to make sure that the, at least there's a couple hours that you can, um, that you can have with your family or with your partner can actually be very, very influential on how you feel about your overall um, relationship because you're creating positive memories. I mean, I think that I can give you a lot of examples of how this can be helpful and has worked with a lot of my clients. It's like when you are stressed and you're not spending time with your loved ones, then, you know, who's going to be there to support you and, and vice versa, right? How can you be able to support them if they're also going through a stressful situation? So to create time to spend with them, you know, and, and if realistically you can do it every week, every other week, but at least it's something that you can look forward to. I think that it's so easy not to make plans because you'll figure it out what time gets there, but to have something planned, to have something that you know is coming, it's going to give you something to look forward to, something to think ahead and be like, you know, it's stressful day, stressful week, but at least we have this coming up. So it's going to help you get through that difficult day. Would you suggest that people actually put that into their Outlook calendar? Absolutely. Yeah. To make it a plan for everyone, you know, it's a set plan. Uh, Everyone make it known, talk about it, because then that would be more likely that it's actually going to happen. So to set it on your calendar is a great, great idea. Yeah, some people live and die by their calendar, but they don't schedule their own personal things into that calendar. And and I would say, like, I I really like to be specific and as specific as you can be. Okay, so to make a plan, we're going to go out, let's say, Monday, Monday um, at three. And if you have a place to go or if you think you want to go to some, set up that thing. It's like, we're going to go at three to this too, for example. It, the more specific that you can be, the more likely something is going to happen. The the least that you leave to that moment, the, the less likely you're probably going to end up doing something not as fun. You might even just say, hey, forget about it. We're not going to go. So be specific and, and set the plan ahead of time. That's so cool. And I really appreciate you coming on this show. Not that you had much of a choice. I, I, I dragged you into this. <laughs> Not really, but I, it's really awesome to have you on. And folks want to learn more about you and read your really excellent book. And I don't just say that because I'm your husband. It's helped a lot of people out there. How do they go about doing that? 
Well, um, the book is available major retailers like Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You can buy them online, or they also have them at the stores. You can order them there if they don't have it in stock. It's called um, reinvent your relationship. Reinvent your relationship. Uh, therapies, insights to having the relationship you've always wanted. You can also go to my website comegethelp.com. There's a link there also to purchase the book. Yep. So reinvent your relationship. Get that copy on Amazon. While you're over there, you can pick up a copy of the Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing. It's a great series of books you can read this <laughs> summer. A little, little light beach reading. And definitely check out Anna's website, comegethelp.com. She actually does a lot of tele... What would you call it? Uh, she does Skype sessions with her clients. Uh, it's called telemental health or video conferencing. Yeah. So if client is not right here in the Tampa Bay area, as long as they are within the state of Florida, I'm able to provide that services. Right. So if you're uh, if you're in the state of Florida and you're listening to this show and you need help, she's the person who can absolutely help you with your relationship issues. Anna, thanks so much for coming on Private Club Radio. Thank you for having me. Well, I wish you a wonderful de-stressed day. Hopefully you can take some of those lessons back to your club and use them right away and back to your family environment and use those as well. I'm super lucky that I get to chat with Anna all the time about these things. She's helped me a ton. I'm so lucky. But if you need to talk to her, give her a shout. Comegethelp.com. I'll catch you back here next week. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.